Well, what a treat today. We have Paul Hansen in the studio. Paul, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. Been looking forward to doing this for a while now. This is your first podcast mm-hmm. ever? or Ever. First ever. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's great. We love that. Um, Paul, the listeners at home don't know this, but you were actually one of the first people to promote the podcast or be excited about it. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you were. At the I, were I, was, I was really pushing to wanting to do something like this, and it was great to see that you yourself, Trevor, and then others were wanting to do podcasts. And so I, being the last two, have been very well done. I hope that we can continue with mine today. All right. We're going to go. This is a brand new section or a brand new Uh-oh. segment, Ooh. I should say on the LO podcast and it's it doesn't really have a name yet i'm just gonna go we're should gonna i get it. nervous or uh, you can be whatever you okay, want okay i'll be nervous i think you'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna do some rapid fire questions oh fun this is a little get to know paul okay um so we're gonna ask uh i'm gonna ask a question and you have five seconds or less to answer it all right okay I'll try my best all right you ready yes here we I'm go ready. number one mm-hmm. what's your favorite camp song Oh, Light the Fire is one of my favorite. Love Round would probably be another one. Love These are Round. oldies, but goodies. That is going to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, bringing them back. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, we worked to, well, we worked together slightly this summer mm-hmm. um, with our busy schedules. We had got to share many meals together, oh, yeah. but I don't know the answer to this question. What's your favorite camp food? Oh, my favorite camp food is tuna noodle wiggle. What in the world? I've only is eaten that? it once in my life, but no, I, the background to that answer. What in the world? My first year when Sarah and I first started at Emmaus as the directors, and um, I think I was explaining like meal cleanup on the first evening of the first night. Okay, and I used it as an example that if you're like before the meal started and we were talking about how to go through the line and that, and I used it that we were going to have tuna noodle wiggle that night. And Beautiful. All the kids let out a big groan, you know, <laughs> and, and it was like, well, haven't you ever had it? And I've used it for 28 years doing promos and talking about tuna noodle wiggle. Tuna noodle wiggle. And the funny thing was, is that after the first year when I had used that, somebody at the end of the summer, one of the counselors or leadership staff actually created a plate of tuna noodle wiggle. Wow. That was, uh, Tuna and noodles that was put into a green jello. So, oh, I was not expecting the jello. <laughs> yes, that I was, was not ready for the that. Wiggle part. That's so, the wiggle part. That's the wiggle. Wow. So, so tuna noodle wiggle would be my favorite. Yes. Is that is that a promise that it'll come to an LO camp near you? I don't think anybody wants to see I that whatsoever. I hope so, not. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those who know Paul, Paul is a sports fan, a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. We're going to go down that road a little bit. What's your favorite sport to watch? Baseball. Baseball. Definitely baseball. Yep. Favorite team for that? Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins. Twins. Yes. Yeah. How'd they do this year? They're going to have a good year in front of them. Okay. Last year we <laughs> we're don't looking talk towards about. 2019. Yeah, looking, yeah. I hey. think if I'm not, I think it's like 38 days till spring training starts or something like that. So maybe less. And it doesn't shock me that you know down to the day. That makes a lot of Mm -hmm. sense. Opening day, March 28th. March 28th. I've notoriously said that everybody has the day off March 28th. Is that real? I have heard that rumor. I don't know. I I can't really say that it's true or not. (laughs) In your household. I might not be at work that day. Paul might be taking the day off. Oh my goodness. Okay. You're also a diehard Bison fan. Yes. Which a lot of our the South Dakota Bison friends. Football, that's right. They just won another championship over the past weekend. 
Were you there? recording this. I was not there. I have been down to Frisco to see them win a couple of times, but we moved our daughter to Dickinson, North Dakota. So mm-hmm. that yeah. was took priority. Right. Dad yes. duties. But yeah, we, Sarah and I have become Bison fans over the past few years as she has a sister and husband that are big fans. And of course, it was like we jumped on the bandwagon. Of gotcha. Course, so, so you did. But it's it was been a, fun. That's how it started. That's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. We, but now you're. Yeah, we enjoy your card carrying like bison have, fan. Have way too much clothing of them, and <laughs> it's been great. You look good in green. Thank you. Yeah, yes, it works for you. Um, what is your favorite Sioux Falls hangout? Mm. Do you have a favorite? Well, I, I guess if you have to narrow it down, uh, Sarah and I like to hang out at Granite City. <laughs> that would Granite be Granite City. City is kind of our, and I think that became because when we oh. came to town and interviewed, or I think it was after we had been offered and we came like looking for housing and mm. that, um, we signed, we went to Granite City and signed some, uh, documents. some documents. I can't remember what they were, but. And it just came, became kind of our hangout. So if there's a place that we hang out, if restaurant-wise... It's Granite City. It's Granite City. For those who so, don't know... And we get lots of points if we spend okay. a lot of money there. So what is... So. I, I don't actually... I've never been... You've never been to Granite City? I've been to Sioux Falls probably oh. four or five times. Yeah. Well, and Granite City is not, Granite, has not made that. several the, of them. It's a chain. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, we just like it, I it's guess. It's a good place. So, yeah. That's good yeah, to know. That's where we hang out. And if you spend a lot of money and get points, you get like free appetizer things for a lot of people. So So it basically pays for itself is what you're saying. I have not found that to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I I thought that segment went pretty well. The rapid fire. Yeah. I think we might. Yeah. Oh, it's over. Yeah. That Uh, was good. Oh, good. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was quite dandy. Paul, uh, I know you personally, but uh, some of our friends at home might not know you. So why don't you share with the listeners your journey in outdoor ministry and how that brings you to your current role? Sure. I believe it or not, I never went to camp as a kid. I grew up, never did. Wow. Um, I grew up in Austin, Minnesota, home of Spam, the Hormel company, you might call it Hormel Food Company, Um, but the... Correct pronunciation is Hormel. I did not know that. I think it was for marketing purposes. You can rhyme Hormel with many different things. We did, as kids would say, you can tell by the smell it's Hormel Mm. because, as you know, food packaging uh, did not leave a very good scent behind them. I believe that. Yes. So grew up in Austin, Minnesota, was one of those great church kids. We went to church every Sunday and to Sunday school and did all of those types of things, but I never did attend camp. I actually followed a girlfriend to camp. This was during my sophomore year in college at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. Go Cobbers. She had, yeah, go Cobbers. (laughs) Her family had been involved in camp all of her life. Um, They actually were involved in at Outlaw Ranch with family programs that they would attend. Her dad, being a Lutheran pastor, um, always brought kids to camp from their church, and they as a family would participate too. And she had been a counselor for a couple of years already. This is at Camp Emmaus in northern Minnesota near Park Rapids. And, of course, in the spring they come and recruit, and they were happened to be at uh, a church in Moorhead. And during this uh, presentation on this Sunday morning, 
Um, I went and talked to the director for a little bit, and they eventually gave me a phone call, and it wasn't a whole lot of uh, interviewing process. As I find out, male counselors always are difficult to get, so I thought I had gotten a job because of all my merit, but I question it sometimes, you know, (laughs) whether it was (laughs) just because I was a guy. So, but, um, so, uh, off I went to Camp Emmaus in the summer of 1984 following this girlfriend and it's, it's changed my life. Uh, Mm. I became this counselor. I remember this, um, a pastor, probably my third week of being a counselor, and it was a wet, rainy day, and I remember the campfire that night that was held indoors. I was in charge of, or assigned to do the closing prayer, and I have no idea what I said, but I remember the next morning at the staff meeting that this pastor uh, said something that resonates with me the rest of my life. He said, I appreciate the prayer that you said last night. Now, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what I said, mm. but him affirming what I did um, is something that I remember, and I felt very good about that. And, of course, the whole experience of being a counselor on a camp staff, and for those of you that have been, that are listening, you know what I'm talking about, but that experience just doesn't leave you. So, unfortunately, my girlfriend developed voice nodules and had to leave after four weeks at camp. Woof. And uh, I stayed on, and uh, and then I went back another summer to be a counselor, and then I went back another year to be a counselor. And then I stayed on. I had graduated from college by then. I stayed on another year as a retreat host okay. for a year. This was, at again, at Camp Emmaus. And then it was probably time to find a real job, I guess, mm. is what I thought of it then. But that camp experience just doesn't leave leave you it still just flows in through you through your blood and that so right. um i i married that girlfriend oh i did that's really yep. i married sarah wow. and um and i wish i had moved, known that was sarah yeah, the whole time that was sarah the whole time and <laughs> oh, uh, that's great um we moved to iowa city iowa and um she was um involved with teaching at a prusel school of music and i was involved in fast food restaurant management and bookkeeping and everything. And and uh, thinking that we'd be down there for nine months to close to a year or something like that as we figured out what exactly we wanted to go forward with. Um, but we're actually there for five years. Wow. And, but that itch of camp never left. And Camp Emmaus, that camp that we've always been working at, they had an opening for their director. And Sarah and I applied um, to do the job together and uh, interviewed and we were offered the job. So off we did. We loaded up a U-Haul and left Iowa City. By that time, we had two children mm. and uh, we went on our merry way to Monaga, Minnesota and, and Camp Emmaus. Um, we did that together, co-directors at Emmaus for two years. And then Sarah decided to go back into teaching. And we, um, myself, the construction pathways, which is the uh, uh, the um, organization that owns and operates uh, three camps, one of them being Emmaus, the other two are Camp Minnewaukee and Lake of the Woods Bible Camp, restructured and uh, hired one program director, and that's the role I had then uh, for about the, about five years in that position, uh, being the program director for all three camps. 
in, for all three for camps? all three camps. So, so did you run the same program for? Uh, no, there were there was similarities uh, with our Bible study and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it would be um, we'd hire one staff and then they would go out to each one of the three camps or a day camp. Gotcha. And then they'd all come back at the end of the week, and then we'd be assigned a different place um, each each week. So. And then in uh, 1999, I was asked to fulfill the position as an interim executive director as the current director had left. And in 2000, then I went through the hiring process and was offered the position as executive director for Pathways. And um, Which is also in Minnesota. That's the, yep, that's, the, that's the organization that runs Emmaus, part of northwestern Minnesota. Then... I was there till uh, 2009, and and then in early 2010, I moved on to Luther Crest Bible Camp near Alexandria, Minnesota, um, and was the operations director for Luther Crest. And I was there for six summers, about a little over five and a half years, serving in that role. And, and then, that's where you met. The now Krista Casserly. I I did. I'm. I, I she was one of the counselors for one of those summers and continued on for I think about four summers in that. Yeah, Krista, yeah. the current site director at Joy Ranch. Um, I was uh, as operations director. Uh, I did lots of different things. One was um, financial part of the organization. I also was involved in a lot of guest relations. Um. And uh, helped out in many different ways. And then three years ago, um, Lane Nelson, the executive director at that time of Lutherans Outdoors, uh, asked me would I ever be interested in coming to South Dakota. And we talked a little bit. And uh, he was hiring again for a position that had been happening several years ago as operations director for Lutherans Outdoors. And and uh, the position was being uh, advertised, and so interviewed, went through the process, and um, was offered the position as operations director a little, little over three years ago now. So that's how my journey went, and uh, it's it's an incredible, incredible journey to me. And uh, I people asked if that was what you meant to do as you got right. out of school. I was an accounting major, business administration major, mm. thought I was going to uh, punch a calculator and do all those things all my life. And uh, when I got done with college and started interviewing, I really <laughs> did not get too excited yeah. uh, uh, about that as I was looking at corporate accounting positions and uh, had been doing this gig as a counselor and that and and uh i was feeling you know this could be something to do and moved on and and it's been great so um it's it's uh been a wonderful place for both to be able to work with my wife Mm -hmm. and and though she didn't have an official director position she's been working in various opportunities at all of the places that i've been at and to raise our family in the camp atmosphere has been a wonderful blessing Right. For all of us in that. So so that in a nutshell is the life story of the last 28 years. So, 28 years yeah, so. summed up in four <laughs> minutes. Right. That's great. So that's the last 28 years. And now you are, as of what, nine days ago? Yes. Nine days ago, you are January the 1st. executive director of Lutherans Outdoors in South Dakota. Yes, I am. And what a wonderful 
thing to be able to introduce myself as. Yeah. And those who don't know, you were interim uh, executive director for how long? Uh, since April of 2018. Since April. And on top of that, you were also the interim director at the beautiful Joy Ranch. Correct. I was. I started that in December of 2017 and continued up until the end of August in 2018. As the interim executive director, I started that in April of 2018 and then up until the end of the year. So they overlapped for a few months in the summertime as uh, being both Joy Ranch director and the executive director in an interim basis. And how was that? That was a little tough a little just tough, to be yeah. trying to uh, balance a lot of different things in the summer. I had told the board of directors that um, – I needed to focus on Joy Ranch for the summer as um, there would have been new staff, Krista Casserly being the new program director and um, some others that would be their first summer there. I said I really need to concentrate there, but at the same time would be able to handle some of the um, things that uh, the interim director would need to do at the same time. Um, Sure. There was a lot going on. There was and, a lot uh, going on. And, but, uh, but we've made it through, and, uh, and now we've changed some things with Joy Ranch's leadership, and I'm able to be back uh, working out of Sioux Falls at the administrative office there um, in that interim role since September. Good old But Sioux it's Falls. great to be able to start the new year as the executive director, and it's, it's exciting. Uh, my heart is filled with joy. But at the same time, can be a little nervous and assuming right. lots of uh, responsibilities that uh, will go along with the position. But I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, that's great. Okay, Paul. So as the executive director of LO, what makes LO unique? I think probably what really makes LO unique is that it has four camps that really run four different types of programs in the summer mm -hmm. where individuals, both youth and adults, uh, can, can get a variety of the camping experience. Klein Ranch concentrating on the horse program where those that attend can get up in the morning and go on a ride or end their evening with a ride and, um, and, and have that small um, a, a small size of campers that are there, usually about 25 to 35, and have that camper experience in the small group. But it just focuses on the horses. You go to Outlaw Ranch. Yes, they have uh, youth programs like um, Nisadak and Joy Ranch do, but you'd also have that family camp focus there for five, six weeks that we're offering the family camp atmosphere. Nisadak, that's your tried, true camping feel place. It's on the lake. We have all of the fun lake activities that happen. Um, and you will just have all of the camp experiences that you think about. Uh, maybe you attended camp before and can remember that, but uh, it, it does have that offering of your basic camp experience. And then Joy Ranch has the experience to offer um, uh, uh, people of all abilities and some really concentrated programs um, that are just a fantastic experience for all to, to attend, to experience, um, to feel God's love. So I think that is really what the uniqueness is. Uh, a camp somewhere else might be able to offer all four things in a very sporadic 
harried way, but uh, we have four different camps that each can concentrate on that and do it very well for if it's a two, three, five, or six day experience, um, we can we can offer something really good for anybody. So that I think is what is so unique about Lutherans Outdoors. Yeah, and I like what you said there is the doing it well. Uh, a lot of places uh, do a lot of different things, but when you have these camps that get to focus on just their setting, mm-hmm. then yeah, they get to. Yeah. And that summer staff that are hired to be there, they know that that's the kind of experience that that camp is going to offer. If you're working at Klein Ranch in the summer, it's all about the horses and they know it Mm -hmm. and they they are hired to do that. And they have the experience to make the program work. So um, I think just as well as those that attend the camp program, get that experience, that staff that are there for a whole summer offering the experience, grow and learn and their faith and their lives too, and their experiences, it'll stay with them for life as it did for me. So, yeah, that's great. So we've kind of touched on uh, your past and where you're at now. I've known the Hanson family for not very long. We haven't. We've met in uh, when I was working in Nebraska at a conference, and uh, then we met again in November of last year. Uh, for dinner to talk about LO. Uh, but one thing that I do know about the Hanson family is that uh, y'all run deep in the outdoor ministry and uh, the serving of other people. And so my question for you, and I wish Sarah was here too, because I think she would also have some great insight on this, but is that something that you cultivated in your family? Is that something that, that just, is that your, your spiritual gift? I mean, there's not a lot of people that, you look at your family and there's most, most everyone is either in outdoor ministry or has done outdoor ministry or is in the service yeah. industry of some sort. I, I don't know if I can say there was intentionality, but I think because of being for the last 27, 28 years in the outdoor ministry atmosphere and our children growing up in that, I think that they just watched and kept their eyes open and saw what um, a fantastic place it is. And it, and, and, and they, I, I give credit to all those counselors throughout the years as being parents of our kids, as well as Sarah and I were. I mean, right. they, they, when you become a camp kid, um, there's a lot of uh, adults. And and I and early on, when we first started, Jacob was three, mm. and Abby was six months. That's how old they were when they started. And and um, uh, those counselors, twenty year old counselors were this a big thing in the eyes of uh, Jake's eyes in that. And then, of course, as the kids all grew older, and Alyssa, too, when she was born later on, um, they were role models. uh, They'd leave in August to go back to their schools, and our kids would cry because they left, you know, (laughs) and they had to spend the rest of the year with their mom and dad. So, (laughs) um, yeah. But uh, so I think it it just was that positive role models helped. and um, and there was nothing ever spoken. I think about oh, do you? What do you think? Do you want to be in this right uh, uh, this place working in an atmosphere too? But uh, um, it's been kind of a kick to see Jake over the last five years be a part of outdoor ministry. Mm-hmm. And and actually, Jake went to Nisadak about five years ago, and then he um, 
and then of course his helicopter dad had to come and follow and <laughs> and, and, and and be uh, in the same place but no, right. that's not how it happened but um uh but for him to see him in, in the same type of uh, role in outdoor ministry that uh I and Sarah experienced 25 mm-hmm. years ago is 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 a real kick so yeah it's, gonna it's be awesome. been fun to see him blossom and grow and now our youngest daughter who just graduated from college will be a program director director up at Badlands Ministry near Medora, and she's going to be a program director. And so it's it's another kick there. And um, Shout out and to Badlands Ministry. our middle Ministry. daughter, or our middle child, who is our oldest daughter, she's kind of like, well, I must not have got that Jesus thing, I guess. So, <laughs> but uh, we told her, no, 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 you're doing, you're doing your, I, even in her present uh, uh, um, employment situation, she's in a serving type of role right, too. Exactly. So, um so it's it's very similar in what she's doing too but uh so it's a lot of fun uh and as parents mm-hmm. you know Sarah and I are very proud of all three children and it's it's it is a lot of fun to see that yeah happening and things like that so um so you would hope that what you try to plant in your kids will grow and blossom but i think we really have to give a lot of credit to you know hundreds of people that they watched at camp in those summer times and what they did i think that played a huge role right for sure and with that being said Alyssa, going off to uh badlands shout out to badlands ministry uh you are now well you and sarah are both empty nesters at this point <laughs> yeah we were for a little bit of time and then <laughs> Some some children come back, and right. that's great to see. And now we're going to be empty nesters again. So, yep, you look forward to that also. But um, it's, any big it's, plans? No, no big plans other than I just started a new job. Right. I can't go anywhere. So <laughs> your big plan is to rock <laughs> yes. out, Lo. Yeah, that's, that's good. right. That's that's what's on my docket. So that's great. So let's get a little more into uh, what a director role looks like for those who don't know. Um, what is a typical day to day in and outs of a executive that's a, director? That's a great question like? because every day is different. Um, I uh, well, one is you might have a plan what the day is going to be, and definitely it doesn't end up that way. But one day you might think that you are going to be doing some development work, and you do that. Uh, the next day could be all human resource work. Um, another day would be with uh, working with congregations. Um, another day would be doing relational um, ministry, uh, working one-on-one with, uh, with donors, mm. um, supporters. Uh, it's, it's, it's a whole big different thing day to day, I believe. And um, what, that, what, that is what I feel makes it so unique and, 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 it's not the same. Right. You know, each year over the course of 365 days, you might have done the same thing. But when you take it day by day, it's it's different all the time. So, um, and, and I think uh, what I'm really looking forward to in this role now with Lutherans Outdoors as the executive director is more time spent with those supporters of the ministry. Mm. And being able to talk more with them about their story and their connectedness to the ministry and and what good things have happened in their lives because of the ministry. I right. really look forward to hearing more of those stories that I can share and, and things like that. So, 
Of course, I will still be working like with financial things. And as that nerdy accounting student, um, <laughs> I still enjoy doing things like that. Um, Would you but, say that's uh, your favorite part of the job? Is the numbers um, or? Well, I don't know if I'd say that's my favorite part. I always look forward to it. But um, I, I really think probably my favorite part of, of being an outdoor ministry is working with my fellow uh, workmates. Um mm. Uh, the be ability to give life to each other and to see us all celebrate victories or um, sit also when things aren't going so well. But uh, um, creating this uh, team of people that are working for this goal of of making faith life matter, giving life to people and, and watching us all work together and creating that atmosphere, that's probably what really gives me life mm-hmm. in in the position that I have. Right. Um so yeah, uh there's day to day is totally different each day. So but what are some plans? Can you reveal any of your plans that you have for LO? Any of your <laughs> your the next hundred big, days? Big secret or something. Yeah. yeah. Um I gotta concentrate, I guess if you think of it in the first hundred days of course, one of the big things that uh, Lutheran's Outdoors has challenged in front of them is uh, the financial challenge. Mm-hmm. And um, over the last few years, we've had some deficits, and that needs to stop. So um, to w- w- as far as our ministry plan and budget for this next year, we've um, cut that budget about 10%. And uh, we just have to be responsible um, we're not going to uh, create a position where our programs cannot do what they've been doing before, but we just have to uh, be a little bit tighter with some of our spending. And uh, we have to realize that uh, the income, some of the programs might not be as what we're, have been wanting to be. And, um, and that's going to help us uh, to stop the deficits that have happened. And I think that's uh, one of the large parts that we would have to look at here sure. of course in the whole year but making sure that everybody on staff is realizing that that's important for them to to watch the management of that mm-hmm. um as far as some other things uh, a lot of uh, uh as i mentioned uh, some of the things that i do one would be with the relationship with our support uh churches individuals and that uh looking forward to creating uh, times that i can meet with church leadership staff, congregational members, our um, donor base, um, those types of things, so that uh, various ways where they can get to know who I am, such as this podcast. This awesome that. podcast. Yeah, this, yeah, the lowdown. Episode which is three. very clever, Trevor, I think, <laughs> to say the lowdown with the L-O. Chris actually came up with that. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, but I'll take the credit, right. partially. And, and so we talk about budget, we talk about the relationships with churches and individuals, and then I think uh, just making sure that uh, in the human resources part of Lutheran's Outdoors that our the staffs are understanding what direction we're going, where my leadership is 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 going to be concentrating on that communication with the staff and knowing what's what's going on between the admin office and the sites and sites to site and that type of stuff that uh, all that communication is happening in in a correct way. And people are understanding how this ministry will move forward in that. And I think 
of course, in the next 100 days is helping prepare for summer and so that we have, uh, we're on our way to having a great summer in 2019 and providing an atmosphere, providing programs, providing a place that's safe and um, can uh, bring life to people in many different ways. For sure. And I think that's one of the most important things is, especially when we talk about donors and people who have been impacted by camp life, it's not something that happens and then they walk away from it and don't think about it again. No, it it goes home with them and it continues in them and in their memory and what they do. And, and hopefully they can transfer some of the things that have happened at camp into their church life mm-hmm. and their everyday life with, with their family, whether it's kids with their parents, kids with their brothers and sisters, parents and kids as a family. It's it, it, they, hopefully it can just continue on and, in, in the years to come in their lives. So it's a, it's exciting work right. and um, it never gets old. Mm-mm. And um, it's, it's uh, just fantastic to be a part of. It is. Yeah, it is quite, quite the blessing. So Paul, what's the biggest impact Elo is making in this moment, whether that's in the camp world, the real world, the church world, what do you think? Well, that's a that's a pretty big question to answer, but I think <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I think the impact that LO makes and can make is just that all people that come to camp, you know, all people are welcome, and everybody can have a experience, whether it's something they haven't realized yet, as we plant a seed in some young kid or that, or uh, uh, adult parents come to realization that that God does love them, Mm. always will love them, and and they can experience this world knowing that. And uh, that's what we're called to do, and I believe that the four camps of Lutherans Outdoors, as well as all those ELCA camps throughout our nation, provide a place where you are safe, that you are welcome, and that you can experience that love. Mm. And then you can take that home and um, continue it in your congregation at home, uh, continue it in your family at home. Uh, it's it's just amazing. And, and like I said, I didn't go to camp. I didn't experience that young. And I think I really missed out. Mm. And um, when I became a staff member and understood that impact uh just camp uh can be the place to really find out uh, how your faith can just explode yeah wow well said well said one thing that i really enjoy about the camp world is that even just to sit here and hear you talk about it like i get goosebumps you know what i mean like how many <laughs> oh, other professions do you yeah. get to yeah, right. you talk to your executive I, director and it, that's what they if say if i was in corporate accounting i definitely <laughs> right. would not give you goosebumps that's for sure <laughs> maybe scare me a little scared of yeah the, the right. bottom line or something that's so. funny wow well very very well said well paul uh we want to thank you for coming out um to do this today oh this has been great I'm yeah it's glad been a fun that time we could do this and, uh, and and be a part of this and um, be able to kind of share a little bit about what I'm thinking about as I start this important position mm. with Lutherans Outdoors. Yeah, it's very, very important. Yeah. And uh, know that we stand behind you and 
We're oh, thank you. going into battle together and it's it's going to be a good time yeah. and we'll see. Looking, looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be fun and I Those of you listening and that, you know, send me an email or give me a call and tell me what you're thinking about Lutherans Outdoors. I'd love to talk with you and hope to meet all of you and How can we reach you? Well, other than Granite uh, City. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh email is paul at l-o-s-d dot org. Fantastic. That would probably be the best That's way the to best do way. that. So. You do like email. You are, yeah. He is quick on the response, I'll, I'll too. I email, so. That's yeah. great. Well, again, uh, thanks, Paul, for coming out. We really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you. It's been, a, it's been a great time, and hopefully see you again sometime. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, or maybe. talk. I guess on a podcast, it's talk. Yeah, maybe one day we'll, they'll be seeing things. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> Well, that was Paul Hansen, our executive director for Lutherans Outdoors South Dakota. We want to thank you for listening to this podcast and uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to do so. We also want to encourage you to like and subscribe. Um, we're getting a lot of follows and hits on this podcast. And if you uh, like and subscribe, it tells the the Twitterverse uh, whatever algorithm iTunes uses. It uh, really helps us out. And if you leave a comment. Uh, we really do appreciate that as well. Uh, so, yeah, we encourage you to do that uh, when you get a chance. And, again, thanks for listening to The Lowdown, and I hope you have a super day. <laughs>